thank you, my Father, for your wisdom, your wisdom at work in us. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, my Father, my King, my Comforter.
Christian must be committed to growing. Yesterday, while I was having midweek service with the Apostle Main, I nailed a few things. I, I shared some things, correcting some things. Start from the scripture, Proverbs 24, verse 10, which says, He said, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Whenever there's war, children are casualties. So you see that anytime there's a there's a war in a place, when people start running helter skelter, they are looking to help the children. And sometimes, in trying to help the children, the people who try to help the children end up becoming casualties, because anytime there's war, children become casualties. The same thing spiritually. He said, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. All right. So I said, if you faint, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. So a Christian, all right, once you become born again, all right, that's the first step. You are, you are born again. And I'm sure some of you have ever heard some people criticizing some churches and saying that, um, this church, when I went there, they don't preach salvation. Because to them, every Sunday we should be preaching salvation. But that is just the beginning of the call. That's just the beginning. You get born again, then on another Sunday again, we preach on you to get born again again. And another Sunday, you preach born again again. That's not it. You know, once you are born again, I, one time I said, I said, the Bible never said that when, you, when people get, give their life to Christ, God is happy. Even though he's happy. God is always happy. All right? The Bible says that heaven rejoices. And the Bible actually, the word heaven over there, or some other verses say the angels rejoice. So once someone gets born again, it's the angels that rejoice because they are angels that are called reapers. The Bible talks about angels that are called reapers. Those angels, their work is, when you are not born again, they will do everything possible before you, you, you exit the earth, whether through death or through the rapture of the church. The reapers will make sure that whatever the case, you will find yourself in a place that you can be born again. So sometimes the reapers guide some, some, some unbelievers to certain Christians. And because the Christians don't know the ministry of the reapers, they just let the soul go. But they didn't know it is the hard work of some reapers. So the soul came to that person by agency of the, of the, of the, of the, uh, the ministry of the reapers or the work of the reapers, which are angels. All right? So once that person becomes born again, the next thing, it, 
on God's mind is that the person should now come to maturity or the person should start growing. The person should become a son. So God becomes happy when he receives a son. Not when a child is born. Because in the, <laughs> uh, in the Bible, when baby Jesus was born, it was the angels rejoicing. When he became a son and came to maturity at 30, then God said, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So God is pleased in a son. Even though when the person gets born again, they are happy. The angels are happy, but God is pleased when he receives a son because there is a reason for everything. So growing is very important. Now, I need you to, I, I need us to, you know, make uh, 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 or be specific or be um, direct, more detailed in what we understand by growing. Because when I can say, oh, grow, like the Bible says, grow in grace, go, grow in the word of God. And immediately, some people's mind is going on different things. What's growth? How do I grow? You know, how do I grow? Now, first of all, I need to understand that you can be a pastor and not be, and grow, and not grow. And you're not grown. Because it doesn't take your growth for God to call you. Yesterday I talked about it. I said, you can be a preacher and you're not growing. The fact that you are cooking food doesn't mean that you will not be hungry. You can be cooking food for people and be hungry. Now, when it comes to growth, <laughs> okay, let's go to Galatians. Chapter 4. From verse 1, Galatians 4, verse 1, he says that now I say that the heir, all right, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child. So he explains something to us which is a little different from the parallel of natural growth. In natural growth, if you have a child, no matter what, the child will grow. You understand? Yeah. So, this doesn't apply to a natural child. Because the child will definitely grow. You get it? The child will definitely grow. So, now I say that the heir, but in spiritual, uh, in the spiritual world, or or in spiritual understanding, he uses as long as, which means this is not when he's a child, as long as he's a child. That means spiritually you can be child for very long. As long as he's a child. That means this person, oh, come on. Now the heir, he's an heir. <laughs> but as long as he's a child, he differed nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. Now, I always say this, that if it's in natural terms, we will quickly understand. But then when it comes to spiritual things, we're expecting magic. The same thing I'm saying about um, receiving a, a, a God being happy with a child that is born and receiving a son. All right? I have parents here. All right? Look at these two scenarios. 
There's this happiness that came when your child was born. People were excited, adoring, we were all excited. Now, compare it to when 25 years later, your child bought a house for you. It's not the same. There's this pride. Now, your child has come to maturity. Your child probably has even come to you that she wants to get married. You look at your child and say, Kai! You look at your child and say, Ah! Look at my child. She wants to get married. Someone who wants to marry my child. Now, when you give birth to the child, you will cook for the child to eat when, he was, when the child was, when the, when the baby was, was little. But now the baby grows up and says, Hey, go and cook for me. So now there's this pride. It's different. It's not the same as when the child was born. Even though when the child was born, we're happy. But you see, when the child was born, he came with more problems. The child detects when you should sleep. You say you're going to sleep. You stand up. You are you were happy as a child, but his problems left and right. But if the child grows up, you tell the child, you sleep at what? 10 o'clock. So what does it show you? It shows you that as the parent, when the child grows, whatever is due the child, so because that's why I said, though he's an heir. So whatever is due the child, you can actually give the child. For example, you know there are many companies that the, the, own, the owners of that company, when their children grew up and finished university, the children became, became managing directors of the company. There were other people who were working in the company who should have maybe been promoted, but the man just gives it to his child. And you see that, look at the child. My child is of age now. So when the child was four years old, that child was, was um, as much an heir of the company as he is at 30 years old. But he could not give it to him at four years old because he would mess it up. So then, if we, natural men, will think like this. Now, why, why wouldn't you want to give your child um, a million-dollar company to run at four years old? Not because you don't love him. In fact, it's because you love him that you don't give it to him. The child is 11 years old, and he wants the Land Cruiser in the house. He cannot drive. What is going to happen to the child? Die. So it's because you even love him that you don't give to him. So he said, No, I said that the heir, as long as he is a child, different nothing from a servant. The servants are working there. You see your child, everybody's working there. None of them really um, uh, experientially own anything because. Both of them, the servant is in the house, the child is in the house, but the child, you cannot give the child the estate. You cannot give the child the company. Why? Because it's a child. All right, though he be Lord of all. Verse 2, verse 2, he said, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. So, 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 oh, come on. It's under tutors and governors. All right, so let's take it naturally again. Now, you give that to your own child. Your own child. Your own child. You love your child. You, you, when you see your child, you see yourself. You see your ears. You see your eyes. And you, even sometimes the mannerism of the child, this is exactly what you were doing when you were, when you were little. You look at the child. You love the child. You love the child. Yet when the child turned three years old, you took him to school. The teacher was lashing him. What are you doing? You put your child under tutors and governors. 
The, child, the, the teacher does not love your child like you, but you still endured it. In fact, when your child comes home and says, Mommy, they beat me. They beat me in school. Why? I did not do my homework. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you understand? You, 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 you look at your child and say, ah, yeah, Of course, you should have done your homework. Some parents even carry their child to their teacher. <laughs> you didn't beat him well. Beat him. Why? Not because you dislike the child. Is it that you're happy? The whole, your own child that you, you were screaming in the labor world. Someone is now lashing the child. I remember in, in, in GSS how I collected 24 lashes. God. And let me tell you, it was not supposed to be 24, it was supposed to be 10. But I was doing Odeishi. And you know teachers can get angry that you, you are not behaving like you are, you, are, you are not remorseful of what you did. You, you are also behaving like I can take more, just give me more. So he gave me 10, pa, 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 pa. Then, come back now. Uh, but you said 10, okay. Bah, 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 bah. Now he was lashing me. He was, he was just lashing. No, you know, no counting. He's just lashing. I was just taking it. And I went back. I remember a guy. I remember a guy. You know, d- during those times, the worst thing is that for a guy, after you've been lashed like that for, for the ladies to try to console you. The console will make you cry. Not the case. The console. So the guy came, went, and he was, he was being loud. Bark, 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 bark. He turned, he said, I am Oliver Khan. The girl said, <laughs> and the girl said, sorry. <laughs> hey, Oliver Khan. But it's under tutors and governors. So God can put you a Christian under an unbeliever CEO. Not because he doesn't love you, not because he cannot, because you are a child. I said, love not because he doesn't love you. My friend teacher was a Muslim. My father was a pastor. He should not take me there. But he would rather take me there. So I said, sometimes look at it naturally. When you look at it naturally, you say, oh, no, you know, the way we parent, we are just expressing God in a certain way. The way he will be a parent. So he's put under tutors and governors. So sometimes some people are under tutors and governors. He said, until the time upon of the father. So now, the, another key here, no, he's put on a tutors and governors, not when he thinks he's of age. Until the time upon of the father. Look at the prodigal son. He says, um, I think I'm of age. That's the problem. You, you don't declare your independence. Your father has to let you go. So I think I'm grown now. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Oh, oh God, ah. Uh, I, I think I have I've tried. God, I think I've tried. No, no, he's the one who let you go. He, he looks at you and says, I know you, you have to be under tutors and governors. Some people don't know the reason why God has not let them marry. It's because God loves them. Huh. Yeah, some people don't know why. God has not let them marry. It's because God loves them. God looks at you like this and says, this girl. God. If you marry like this, 
you will be so unhappy. Because somebody said marriage is like a party. Have you seen jams before? Jams. The part, boom, boom, boom. The, the one that there's no space. Jams, like Obiata, Obiata. Boom, 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 boom. Those outside the jams are in a hurry to go inside the jams. Those inside the jams want to come out of the jams because they are sweating. Yeah, that's how it is. Those outside, oh, what am I? Oh, oh, oh. Then they give them the ring. Oh, they are just happy. Then uh, I heard a story. I have never officiated a wedding, all right? But I have pastor friends who have officiated weddings, and they tell, they tell you. They said every time they go for the wedding, usually the family are on the left. And the other people, the friends usually are on the right. Usually it's hard that they mix. See the family on the left, the friends on the right. He said mostly you will see that when they're exchanging the vows and those things, the family are very quiet. <laughs> it's the friends, you know, the young people who are shouting, With this ring, I did well. You may kiss the ring. The family, everybody's quiet because they know marriage. These people are now coming. <laughs> they are very quiet. They, they know these people know what's going on. These people are they are now coming, so they are excited. <laughs> and I've seen it too. Anytime I introduce people who have just gotten married, I check where. The mothers are sitting and, and everybody are all very calm looking at them. <laughs> They're all very calm looking at them. <laughs> then you see the young <laughs> Oh, Mrs. Richie, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? If we're usually very calm, very looking at them. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> But it's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Growing in grace. Growing, growing, growing in grace. Growing in grace. You know, I, I told myself, I said, I'm going, to, I'm going to be sharing basics. Because they are more important. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's a big thing I can talk about. But I want to give you something that you, you can be practicing. You see, practice the word. Practice the word. That's what will make you strong. But it's on the tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Verse 3. Even so we, when we were children, oh. He said even so we, when we were children, he said we're, we're in bondage under the elements of the world. We were in bondage under the elements of the world. Like I said, when there's, when there's crisis, children are casualties. We're born under the elements of the world. Anything that happened, it affected a child. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. So the elements of the world will dictate what the child experience will be like. Verse 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. Another time we'll look at this. But, so we're looking at growing. See, if you're going to grow, what are the things we should, you, you pay attention to? All right. Second Peter. Oh, Oliver Khan. <laughs> Sorry, First Peter. From verse 1. 
uh, chapter 2, from verse 1. First Peter chapter 2, from verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, you hold on. You hold on with this, all right? Okay? Have you seen this? All right. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Chapter 3, sorry. Chapter 3. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, all right, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Okay? Verse 2. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. All right? Verse 3. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal work as men? So you see this. One thing you will see among children, all right, we are, we are trying to know spiritual children. What are some of the things you will see? You see, you will see among them strife, envying, you see, divisions, divisions. You will see, you know, in, in the natural, children are not divided. But spiritually, you find children divided. So when you come to a place, when you go to a church and deacons are not talking to ushers and choir are not talking to uh, technical, so <laughs> every time there's one issue or the other, this one says that some, some, some fellowship leaders are not respecting them and this one says that this one is, you know, every time he's saying something that they don't like and when, once you start seeing those things, that's a church of children. So go back to First Peter chapter 2. Wherefore, laying aside, because he's about to talk to children now, he said, wherefore, laying aside all malice and all God, because that's what you talk to about children. No, don't fight. Don't fight. Don't be fighting. That's what you discuss with children. You cannot discuss any high thing with them. You have to first of all help them not to fight. So, Pastor, what, what if I'm going through something? So, if somebody is saying something in the church, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say anything. I shouldn't say anything. You know, some of these things that we have to arrest them. Sometimes it's good for you to leave God to fight for you. You don't have to answer everybody. No, no, no. I need to clear my name. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. You don't always have to clear your name. Sometimes let it be. Oh. Sometimes let, let, they say that. You, he did this, he did that. But you have a very good explanation. But if you talk, there's a watcher in North Carolina called Kowana. So if you talk, Kowana. So. <laughs> At that point, let's keep quiet. Oh, that, that's one of the things about Joseph. Bible says him when he was reviled, reviled not again. Believe you me, it, it's through the scriptures that some of the, us have, have learned, you know, to be quiet. Sometimes in the face of some things, how to learn it. Someone said, no, you have to defend yourself, not always. We 
Because I look, I, if I look at myself and I was Joseph, I will curse Potiphar's wife. <laughs> I will curse Potiphar's wife. I will explain myself in the whole prison. Everybody will just say, do you? <laughs> No, think about it. I, I think that's what, no, would you explain yourself? All the prisoners say, you Potiphar's wife, you know what she did to me? You know what I'm saying? He, he left the whole explanation. The day God wanted to honor him, nobody brought the matter up. I have an idea for Jesus Christ. I have an idea. Don't you think that? Of course, a very foolish idea, but you know. <laughs> but I have an idea. I, I, like, it's like I have an idea, you know. But I think that the day he rose from the grave, when the, um, the high priest went to pay the soldiers that they should lie, that he has not risen, I think that, I think that he should have stepped in town. Don't you like my idea? Yeah. yeah. No, because if I look at myself, I thought I would do. Ah, the next day. Bon. Bon. I'll go with my disciples. Now we'll release a track. We'll release a track. We'll go around the fire. Because now he's risen from the dead. You can't do anything to him. What you say about me? What you say about me? And boy, you can trust the disciples to back me. What you say about me? What you say about me? I, I, need, I need 12 disciples. I need 12 disciples now. I need 12 disciples. <laughs> what you say about me? What you say about me? I'm raising. Don't you back me well. Isn't that a good idea? Yeah. Nice idea. Yeah. Then people will be, I, I, I'm imagining what will happen. People will be running. Was it not the guy they killed on the cross? Was it the guy? You can touch me. You can. <laughs> sometimes, eh? Sometimes God, his wisdom is something else. Jesus did not answer anybody. They told lies. He's, he had risen. Hey. He had risen. And they were lying. I don't think I can take it. I don't think I, don't think I can take it. I will explain myself everywhere. To lies. To lies. They said, oh, they stole their body and took it away. And they gave the soldiers money. The soldiers kept quiet. The Bible says it was believed. It was believed. The people were able to lie enough for it to be believed. Kai. What did Jesus do? 
Jesus called his disciples. He was teaching them for 40 days. Jesus, I don't like what you are doing. Oh, I don't like what you are doing. You have 40 days to, to show off. He didn't show off. 40 days he was teaching them. When he finished, he ascended. As though nothing happened, he ascended. So what about the lies? It was unnecessary to defend himself. It was unnecessary to defend himself. Fast forward, one of his guys called Peter received the Holy Ghost. He preached him. 3,000 gave their life to Christ. What about the lies? In the face of truth, a lie loses its power. Did you hear that? In the face of truth, a lie loses its power. He preached Jesus. I thought these guys have heard that it was, there was a lie about it. But no, 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 no. The power of the Holy Ghost. That's why I tell people, I said, when we are persecuted as a church, it doesn't mean anything. You know, you can tell all the lies. Sometimes people come and say, you should take some people to court. You should, sometimes, you know, sometimes, yes, you actually feel so. Like, why, why? So when somebody, you know, you know, into defamation and saying things that are not real. But sometimes the Holy Spirit just tells you, leave it alone. Just focus on what I've asked you to do. Because you see that even after those persecutions and those lies, more people come to church. Why? Because in the face of lie, uh, in the face of lie, uh, in the face of truth, the lie loses power. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guy and hypocrisies and envies and evil speakings. He said, when you put all these things away, all right, malice. Once you are still keeping malice with somebody, that's how you know that you are, you are, you are a child. And all guile. When you are able to forgive somebody, you are growing. Key. I'm giving you a, a nice key. When you, when you find out that you, are, you, are, you easily forgive, you are growing. Can I, can I give you some keys about marriage? Yeah, give you a key. Beyond procreation... Beyond, I love you, love me. Beyond, I'm in love. And like, you know, all those things that people say. Beyond it, people don't know that the real reason for marriage is, in the book of Ephesians, Paul said, he said, I show you a mystery. I speak concerning Christ and the church. I mean, the real reason for marriage is to display the truth of Christ in the church. Mm. That means marriage can help mature you in God. So you have many opportunities to forgive. What people, what people now get angry about and leave is actually was not something, because their expectation is that it should be nice and rosy. No, as you were going, they should have told you that as you are going, you will get many opportunities to forgive. Because you can never say, I love somebody until I have opportunity to love. Father, make me full of love. Make me full of love. He's going to send someone to step on your leg. Father, make me love somebody. Make me love somebody. Then somebody steps on your leg. I'm going to you know. That's, that, your prayer was just being answered. You just had an opportunity to love. 
So when someone now enters a marriage, it is between Christ and the church. Look at how many times there is, uh, the, the church, like the church of Ephesus, they lost their first love. But Christ always forgave the church. Christ always stuck with the church. So that's the mystery. So you find out in there, all right, you find out in there that you are in the same house with the person, same space with the person, many opportunities to forgive. You are ready to go to church in the morning. She's still wearing an earring. And you cannot imagine that. Okay, carry the earring in your hand and come and see the car. Let's go. Won't you wait for me? Won't you wait for me? Then no one now becomes another. And she's late, but she's angry. So you don't know which one to be angry about the lateness or the anger of the lateness. Opportunities forgive. People, they didn't know that that's a, it helps, it helps shape your character. But because they didn't expect that they got in there and something happened, ah, no, no, something happened, then they are destroyed. He said, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Great mystery. Great mystery. Go back there, First Peter, chapter two. Wherefore, laying aside all malice. I've not married before, but I can tell you, one of the pe- people you you are very likely to keep malice with is your partner. You're very likely, easy. He's always there. Bible says that um, where there's no ox, there's there's there's. I'm paraphrasing. There's sanity where there's no, you know. It's like, a, for example, if I, I own a space like this and I, and I say, okay, all right, I don't want to keep um, horses here. The place will be clean, all right? But if I bring horses here, they will, some of them will poo-poo here, some of them, but then they can bring me profits. If I rent some of them out to be given, you understand? Know, but he's here, but it's going to cause me problem here, but you bring me profit. Yeah, so that's the thing. That's the thing. So you are in the house with a person. It's best because the person is close to you. That's why the person will hurt you. Because if a madman outside there insults me, what's my problem? <laughs> I'm walking on the street and a madman sees me and says, oh, get out. But the person who is close to you, the reason why the, the, the insult got to you was because the person was close to you. And I... That's it. Okay, wherefore lay aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and evil speaking. Verse 2, as newborn babies, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word. That means to grow, you must desire to grow. Some Christians are not interested in growing, I tell you. So pray, they'll just pray in the morning, pray pray the next day. God before anything else. So they just pray in the morning, 10 minutes. They have no desire to grow. To grow, the first thing you need to consider is that there must be a desire for growth. As newborn babies, desire. Have a desire to grow. I want to grow. You know, I want to grow. I want to grow. Because with my growth comes all the possibilities. I want to grow. Grow. Now, how do you measure spiritual growth? How do you measure spiritual growth? Now, one time, there was a cell leader who came to me. He was so happy about one member she had. You know, he said, oh, pastor, this member of mine, she's so, she's really growing. She's really growing. 
<laughs> I said, it's not true. Because you know what she was measuring as growth? The person was on fire. <laughs> Today, we are going for this. She's there. She's even first to be there. You say, ah, this person is growing. No. You don't use activity to measure growth. Don't use activity to measure growth. When it comes to spiritual growth, it is only crisis that can reveal who is grown. Only crisis. Only crisis can reveal who is grown. So we can all look grown. Have you ever met someone, a guy or a lady, who looked so mature, you know, looking, you know, walking like this, wow, this lady. Then something happened. <laughs> and you see a muscular guy, he has, and you're expecting that, ah, there's a noise here, like the guy should go outside. Then you see the he first jumped the wall. The muscular guy first jumped the wall. Say, hey, macho, oh. Then you know that outside body, big, inside, he's not grown. The lady, outside, body, big, but inside, little girl. I'm sharing this with you so that you will desire to grow. Desire to grow, grow. He said, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk, all right? Sincere milk of the word that you may grow. That's why I mentioned yesterday when I was teaching over there, I said, listen, you, you gain strength, you grow with the basics. He didn't say you give a child meat. When you give a, a winning child, a, a child who is still drinking breast milk, you give a child meat, what will happen? No, the child that's still on, on breast milk. You can't give him meat. He can't digest it. So there are some, there are some things. Uh, don't be looking for big revelations. Go to the sincere milk of the word. The basics. Basics. Go to the basics. Understand what is divine life. Understand what is new creation. Understand these things. Understand who is the Holy Spirit. Understand the basics. Understand them. Speak the word. Chalk the word. What's the word of God? Stay on the basics. Practice the basics first. Before you start looking for the seven anatomies of the spirit. Listen, many churches are full of babies. Babies. Many churches are full of babies. Because everybody there, nobody can prophesy. They are waiting for the prophets. The major prophets. If it comes like that, everybody's praying. Hey, they should mention my name today. If they don't mention my name, hey. <laughs> so, you know why I can explain it like this? Because I've been there before. When I got born again, the first church I entered was actually a prophetic church. I would sit there like this, and the prophet would just be walking like this. Oh, I said, God, today, 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 today. Then he would pass me. I said, Oh, God, why? Then he walked back. And sometimes you come to my the next the closest person to me. Say, you stand up. And the guy will stand up. <laughs> and then I'm thinking that, oh, it's to me, to me. Me, 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 me. 
They never prophesied to me. Never, ever prophesied to me. That time I thought something was wrong with me. I, 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 I thought God didn't like me. Many years later, I thank God they did not prophesy to me. Because I also, because they did not prophesy to me, I learned to prophesy. 99% of the things that have happened in my life, I prophesied them with my mouth. I sure you are listening. Did you read today's rhapsody? Yeah. I was talking about prophesying. Yeah, desire to prophesy. You can. I went to a major prophet. Grow! As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The basics. If you think you don't understand the subject of faith, go. Sit down with it. Sit down with it. Get messages on faith. Get messages on faith. Sit down with the message. Learn the message of faith. Go to the basics. Divine health, maybe you've been falling sick, time and again, no problem, no problem, no problem. Let them still carry you to the hospital, but go on the message. You know why? It's a warning. Some, a day is coming. A hospital can't help you. It's a warning. So now that there is peace, prepare for the war. I say it's only crisis that reveals growth. So as, as, as nothing is wrong with you now, be speaking. Be learning, be speaking. There's life in my body. Every cell of my blood. Every, every cell of my body. Every tissue. Every ligament. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. My body is alive. My kidneys are well. My liver is okay. 100% okay. Let me give you some tips about your health. When it comes to your health, listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, we give every part of our life. Maybe when it comes to prayer, we know the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the Word of God, we know the Holy Spirit. When it comes to other parts, we take the Holy Spirit out. That's one thing I, I want to start, you know, consciously building you know, that you can discuss anything with the Holy Spirit. There's a, there's a, there's a story coming to my mind, but I'm wondering if I should say it. <laughs> there's a story coming to my mind. I, I, I wonder if I should use that as an example. Another day. I'll use another example, don't worry. The Holy Spirit can teach you anything. Let me share this story with you. All right. One day I went to Nigeria. <laughs> I went to Nigeria. We went in a bus. So as we were going in the bus, I remember so well. Kai, we got to Nigeria. Where we got to, there was no senior person in the, in the bus to move us from the hotel to the venue. So there was creative art in there. There was members of the choir in there. But some of them had gotten off of the road to do something. So, now, here we are. We got to the church venue. We, we had already gone to the hotel. We got to the, now, this is like my first time in that part. And if you know Lagos, Lagos is very big. Nowhere looks alike, right? So, 
had been to the, the hotel. We have been back to church. Now, I need to hmm, go and pick something from the hotel, from the church. Now, let me explain. It's like from here to a shaman. Yes. Like from here to a shaman. And we've been, <laughs> I need to take the bus, go to the hotel, pick the thing, and come back. The driver who took us there is a Ghanaian because we went with the Yutong bus. Because he's supposed to wait for us. We'll do all around. After three days, we'll come back. Now, they've sent me. Here I am, standing in front of many people. I said, driver, let's go. Let me tell you something. Google and GPS can make you lazy. Google and GPS can make you lazy. Questions you should be asking the Holy Spirit, you quickly go Google. Then the, the Google will not replace the Holy Spirit. Today, for instance, I want to check a scripture. I nearly went to Google. I said, no. You know, because when I preach, people think that I preach to people. I preach and I preach to myself too. So whatever I shared with you yesterday, I have to also apply. Whatever I shared in the midweek yesterday, I have to also apply it. Otherwise, you'll be growing and I'll be sitting down. I listen to my own messages. Like I'll listen to this one. I nearly went to Google. I said, no. I'll remember. I said, this scripture is 1 Corinthians 8. Then I opened. It was there. I said, this one. I was going to Google. Very soon, the Google will now, will now replace the Holy Spirit in my life. Everything you want to go on Google. And the Holy Spirit will just be looking at you. He said, he that searched the heart. The Holy Spirit is a Google. He that said, he said, search engine. He that searched the heart. Know what was the mind of the Spirit. So, now, no GPS, nothing. I have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Then I prayed. I said, precious Holy Spirit, you are helping me to get to this place. The driver does not know anywhere. I said, Holy Spirit, you are helping me. And I began to speak in tongues. Everybody thought I know the place. We are going. We get to a tent. Holy Spirit, tell him to pass left. I said, left. Now let me tell you. I'm, I'm not hearing a voice of an angel. Say, my son, tell him to pass left. The same inner witness. The same inner witness, tell him to pass left. I said, left. He told you, turn left. When God made up the journey, people started asking, hey, no ni me echo. Now, at that point, I felt a bit foolish. I felt a bit foolish. But, we got to a turn. I nearly said, right, Holy Spirit said, no, keep going, keep going. I kept going. We got to a place, go to a place, left, right. Left, right. Then Holy Spirit said, left. When we passed left, I saw the hotel. I came out of the car. I lay on the floor. I lay on the floor. I said, thank you, Holy Spirit. Hey, I said, this one, I will never forget in my life. Of course, if we got lost, I'll just call that we are lost. But, <laughs> but no, but that the Holy Spirit could be so detailed on a road I did not know. Ladies and gentlemen, the road of your life you do not know. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Rely on the Holy Spirit. 
He can teach you anything. Rely on the Holy Spirit. He can teach you anything. He can teach you how to cook. You see? You see how you're laughing? Because you, because you are thinking that like, that one is not part. Don't ask me why I'm not asking. <laughs> Don't ask me. Don't ask me that question. If you ask me that question, you will stand outside. <laughs> but yes, I've not, I've not even bothered to ask him that. I'm not bothered to ask him that. Because whatever happened, we'll eat. <laughs> uh, but I've actually asked him before. To do Indomie. <laughs> Why are you saying, ah, do you know what was in my Indomie? <laughs> I had things, I had things in it. Sardines and things. And, and vegetables. <laughs> Julius. <laughs> I had things, it's not normal Indomie, I can sell it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit can teach me anything can teach me anything. And when he thinks I, I require a teacher, he will direct me to the teacher. can teach me anything. Rely on the Holy Spirit. You know, do you know, especially if you're in school, do you know there's, there's how you learn? Not everybody learns the same. There's how you learn. Why don't you ask the Holy Spirit, how should I learn? You know the mistake people make? They are praying that the Holy Spirit should show them the questions so that they'll go and answer. That's not it. That's not Holy Spirit, show me the question. Then they sleep. Then they see in their dream. Question on what are rabbits? Then they will go and learn rabbits, 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 rabbits. They're learning the rabbits. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Then they enter the exam room. What is a tree? <laughs> what is a tree? Then they will come out and they are blaming God. But, uh, but God told me. God told me. You didn't wash your pillow. <laughs> the, dream, the dreams you get is from la- lack of pillow washing. Some two, they will sit, sit down and say, uh, I learned rabbits. They asked me tree. Okay, I know what to do. What is a tree? A tree is something where there are rabbits. Therefore, at this juncture, one would ask, <laughs> what is a rabbit? <laughs> oh, lift your hand and thank the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Lola Mashata Kabaya Baba. Nobody fails depending on the Holy Spirit. Ah, let, let me tell you. One of my sons was doing forex. He said when he was doing the forex the way they had taught him, he was always making losses. He said one day, the Holy Spirit told him, do it like this. Which is contrary to what he has learned. He did it. That's how he started making profit. Follow the Holy Ghost. Depend on him. Depend on him. Shabba 
I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost now. I was talking to a lady, very young lady. She married at uh, a 23. Very young lady. In fact, during those times, I, I, I met the likes of Eric and Rebecca. When I was raising them up. That was the batch in which she was. She's married. So I was, I was talking to her. And she told me, she said, the first one year of her marriage was so turbulent. She was always sad. Because she didn't understand her husband. She didn't understand her husband. She said, one day, while she was praying, said the Holy Spirit asked her a question. He says, why don't you ask me? You know, because we enter into things like that and, and think we can just do it. No, we can have the help of the Holy Spirit in everything. So she asked the Holy Spirit, said, Holy Spirit, how do I relate to my husband? The Holy Spirit said, okay. In the night, at this time, this time, this time, wake him up, ask him this question, this question, this question. Then, sleep. The next day, this time, this time, this time, send him a text message like this. The next day, in the morning, send him a text message like this. So she was just following the Holy Spirit. Now, one of her challenges was that when she was growing up, she was, she didn't, you know, she didn't grow up um, being expressive, like telling somebody, oh, I love you. That was, that was her challenge. So her challenge was that she was not expressive. So even though the husband loved her, but because he was also not getting feedback, <laughs> you understand? So he was also, you know, you know, getting tired of it. So the Holy Spirit said, no, no, express yourself. Text like this. He said, the Holy Spirit said, nobody taught her. He said, no counselor taught her because nobody knew the inner problem that was causing the thing. So she started texting. One, twice, three times. She said, all of a sudden, the husband just lit up. He said, the house changed. The Holy Spirit can teach you anything. say oh if, if, if I if I if I don't have sex now when I when I marry how will I do it then they'll be giving you like ideas like you know you know you know practice make perfect you have to learn it practice make perfect you don't need it I say you don't need it when a time can ask the Holy Spirit how do they do it ask him ask him how do they do it you think he will not tell you. You see, that's your, you see your mind. In your mind, you think it is bad. You see, that's the thing. Yes. I'm telling you the truth. In your mind, you think it's a bad thing, so the Holy Spirit will not come near it. No. When it's time, say, Papa. <laughs> yeah, Papa. Oh, oh, he's the one who created it. Lift your hand and thank him. Thank you, my father. So you don't need any practice or anything to talk to the Holy Spirit. He can teach you about your job. He can teach you about your job. You, you, you teach swimming. One day ask the Holy Spirit to teach you new skills. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked at the things he will tell you. Is it? 
You've done it before. Give me a microphone. Tell me your experience. You teach swimming. You were already a professional. And what happened? She got an accident and her arm was amputated. And then the woman is old. She's like 50 and above. So already when I'm teaching younger ones, it's difficult. Now you are 50, you to your hands. Oh. It's not there. So I was wondering, and she's from she started from outside, so she wanted to learn it. So I was wondering how I'm going to teach her how with to one swim. hand. With one hand. And leaving the strokes to start teaching her. So I was I was in a room thinking about it. I mostly pray about my clients. And how to teach I was thinking about it, thinking about it. Nothing. When I was taking my bath, the Holy Spirit said, okay, start with flatter cakes. After that, teach start her. Start with flatter cakes. Yes. After that, teach her the how to pull with this in one arm. And then later, but let her practice so that her legs will be stronger. So that she can use her legs more and then use just one arm as time goes on. And I tried it. This, I think the seventh lesson, the woman was in tears. By the seventh lesson, she was in tears. She said she never thought she could learn how to swim. If you didn't ask the Holy Spirit, that's how you know some of these mothers are going to drown inside. And say. <laughs> Can you imagine? He prayed when he was in the bathroom. The Holy Spirit said, Your Holy Spirit knows swimming. Kai. <laughs> you, you can imagine. He says, start with this, then go to this. Now there you say practice make me perfect. Because you want to misbehave. Now you need experience. Thank you, my father. Thank you, my father. Thank you, my father. Go ahead and pray. Pray the Holy Spirit now.